0: Chapter Ten of Eben Holden. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Roger Moline. Eben Holden, A Tale of the North Country by Irving Batchelor, Chapter Ten. Uncle Ebb was a born lover of fun, but he had a solemn way of fishing that was no credit to a cheerful man. It was the same when he played the bass viol but that was also a kind of fishing at which he tried his luck in a roaring torrent of sound. Both forms of dissipation gave him a serious look and manner that came near severity. They brought on his face only the light of hope and anticipation, or the shadow of disappointment. We had finished our stint early the day of which I am writing. When we had dug our worms and were on our way to the brook with pole and line, a squint of elation had hold of Uncle Eb's face. Long wrinkles deepened as he looked into the sky for a sign of the weather, and then relaxed a bit as he turned his eye upon the smooth sword. It was no time for idle talk. We tiptoed over the leafy carpet of the woods. Soon as I spoke he lifted his hand with a warning, shh The murmur of the stream was in our ears. Kneeling on a mossy knoll, we baited the hooks. Then Uncle Eb beckoned to me. I came to him on tiptoe. "'See that there foam long side of the big log?' he whispered, pointing with his finger. I nodded. "'Creep up just as careful as you can,' he went on, whispering. "'Drop in a little above and let her float down.' Then he went on, below me, lifting his feet in slow and stealthy strides. He halted by a bit of driftwood and cautiously threw in, his arm extended, his figure alert. The squint on his face took a firmer grip. Suddenly his pole gave a leap, the water splashed, his line sang in the air, and a fish went up like a rocket. As we were looking into the treetops, it thumped the shore beside him, quivered a moment, and flopped down the bank. He scrambled after it and went to his knees in the brook, coming up empty-handed. The water was slopping out of his bootlegs. "'Phew!' said he, panting with excitement, as I came over to him. "'Reg'lar old he won,' he added, looking down at his boots. "'Got away from me, consarn him!' Had a little too much power in the arm. He emptied his boots, baited up, and went back to his fishing. As I looked up at him he stood leaning over the stream jiggling his hook. In a moment I saw a tug at the line. The end of his pole went under water like a flash. It bent double as Uncle Eb gave it a lift. The fish began to dive and rush. The line cut the water in a broad semicircle and then went far and near with long, quick slashes. The pole nodded and writhed like a thing of life. Then Uncle Eb had a look on him that is one of the treasures of my memory. In a moment the fish went away with such a violent rush, to save him he had to throw his pole into the water. "'Heavens and earth!' he shouted. "'The old settler!' The pole turned quickly and went lengthwise into the rapids. He ran down the bank and I after him. The pole was speeding through the swift water. We scrambled over logs and through bushes, but the pole went faster than we. Presently it stopped and swung around. Uncle Eb went splashing into the brook. Almost within reach of the pole he dashed his foot upon a stone, falling headlong into the current. I was close upon his heels and gave him a hand. He rose hatless, dripping from head to foot, and pressed on. He lifted his pole. The line clung to a snag and then gave way. The tackle was missing. He looked at it silently, tilting his head. We walked slowly to the shore. Neither spoke for a moment. Must have been a big fish, I remarked powerful said he chewing vigorously on his quid of tobacco as he shook his head and looked down at his wet clothing in a desperate fix ain't i too bad i exclaimed seldom ever had such a disappointment he said rather counted on catching that fish he was so well hooked he looked longingly at the water a moment if i don't go home said he and keep my mouth shut i'll say something i'll be sorry for he was never quite the same after that he told often of his struggle with this unseen mysterious fish and i imagined he was a bit more given to reflection he had had hold of the old settler of deep hole a fish of great influence and renown there in far away Most of the local fishermen had felt him tug at the line one time or another. No man had ever seen him, for the water was black in deep hole. No fish had ever exerted a greater influence on the thought, the imagination, the manners, or the moral character of his contemporaries. Tip Taylor always took off his hat and sighed when he spoke of the old settler. Ransom Walker said he had once seen the top fin and thought it longer than a razor. Ransom took to idleness and chewing tobacco immediately after his encounter with the big fish, and both vices stuck to him as long as he lived. Everyone had his theory of the old settler. Most agreed he was a very heavy trout. Tip Taylor used to say that, in his opinion, twas nothing more'n a plain, overgrown, common sucker but tip came from the sucker brook country where suckers lived in colder water and were more entitled to respect mose tupper had never had his hook in the old settler and would believe none of the many stories of adventure at deep hole that had thrilled the township that fish has made many liars round here ye dim know who to believe he had said at the corners one day after uncle eb had told his story of the big fish "'Somebody that knows how to fish "'at oughter go and catch him for the good of the town. "'That's what I think.' Now, Mr. Tupper was an excellent man, but his incredulity was always too bluntly put. It had even led to some ill feeling. He came in at our place one evening with a big hook and line from down east, the kind of tackle used in salt water. "'What you gonna do with it?' Uncle Eb? inquired. Catch that fish you talk so much about. Gonna put him out of the way. Tain't fair, said Uncle Eb. It's ridiculous. Like leading a pup with a log chain. Don't care, said Mose. I'm going to fishin' tomorrow. If there really is any such fish, which I don't believe there is, I'm going to wrestle with em and maybe take em out of the river. That fish is spoiling the moral character of this town. He ought to be rowed on a rail, that fish head." How he would punish a trout in that manner, Mr. Tupper failed to explain, but his metaphor was always a worse fit than his trousers, and that was bad enough. It was just before haying, and there being little to do, we had also planned to try our luck in the morning. When at sunrise we were walking down the cow path to the woods, I saw Uncle Ebb had a coil of bed cord on his shoulder. "'What's that for?' I asked. "'Well,' said he, "'going to have fun anyway. If we can't catch one thing, we'll try another.' We had great luck that morning, and when our basket was near full, we came to deep hole and made ready for a swim in the water above it. "'Uncle Eb had looped an end of the bed cord "'and tied a few pebbles on it with bits of string. "'Now,' said he presently, "'I want to sink this loop to the bottom "'and pass the end of the cord under the driftwood "'so that we can fetch it crossed under water.' "'There was a big stump just opposite, "'with roots running down the bank into the stream. "'I shoved the line under the drift with a pole and then hauled it across where uncle eb drew it up the bank under the stump roots in about half an hour i calculate Mose tupper'll be along he whispered wished you'd put on your clothes and lay here back o' the stump and hold on to the cord when you feel a bite give a yank or two and haul in like sam hill fifteen feet or more quicker'n scat snatch his pole right away from him then lay still. Uncle Ebb left me shortly, going upstream. It was near an hour before I heard them coming. Uncle Ebb was talking in a low tone as they came down the other bank. "'Drop right in there,' he was saying, and let her drag down through the deep water, deliberate-like. Get close to the bottom.' Peering through a screen of bushes, i could see an eager look on the unlovely face of moses he stood leaning toward the water and jiggling his hook along the bottom suddenly i saw mose jerk and felt the cord move i gave it a double twitch and began to pull he held hard for a jiffy and then stumbled and let go yelling like mad the pole hit the water with a splash and went out of sight like a diving frog I brought it well under the foam and driftwood. Deep hole resumed its calm, unruffled aspect. Mose went running toward Uncle Eb. It's a whale! He shouted. Ripped the pole away quicker than lightning. Where is it, Uncle Eb? Asked. Took it away from me, said Moses. Grabbed it just like that, he added with a violent jerk of his hand. "'What'd he do with it?' Uncle Eb? inquired. Mose looked thoughtfully at the water and scratched his head, his features all a-tremble. "'Dunno,' said he. "swallowed it, maybe. "'Mean to say you lost hook, line, sinker, and pole?' "'Hook, line, sinker, and pole,' he answered mournfully. "'Come nigh haulin' me in, too.' "'Tain't possible,' said Uncle Ebb. Mose expectorated, his hands upon his hips, looking down at the water. "'Wouldn't exactly say it was possible,' he drawled. "'But it was a fact.' "'You're mistaken,' said Uncle Ebb. "'No, I ain't,' was the answer. "'I tell you, I see it.' "'Then if you see it, the next thing you are to see is a doctor.' There's something wrong with you somewheres." Only one thing the matter with me, said Mose, with a little twinge of remorse. I'm just a natural-born perfect dumb fool. Never could believe there was any such fish. Nobody ever said there was any such fish, said Uncle Eb. He's done more to you he he'd ever done to me. Never served me no such trick as that. If I was you, I'd never ask nobody to believe it. It's a little too much. Mose went slowly and picked up his hat. Then he returned to the bank and looked regretfully at the water. Never seen the beat of that, he went on. Never see such power in a fish. Knocks the spots off any fish I ever heard of. You riled him with that big tackle o' yourn said uncle eb he wouldn't stand it feel just as if i'd had hold of a wild cat said mose took the whole thing pole and all quicker'n lightning nice a bit o hickory as a man ever see Gall durned if i ever heem o the like o that ever he sat down a moment on the bank got to rest a minute he remarked Feel kind of wopsy after that squabble." They soon went away, and when Mose told the story of the swallowed Pole he got the same sort of reputation he had given to others, only it was real and large and lasting. "'What do you think of it?' he asked when he had finished. "'Well,' said Ransom Walker, wouldn't want to say right out plain to your face. Couldn't be polite," said Uncle Eb soberly. "Sound a little hash," Tip Taylor added. "That fish has jerked the fear o' God out of you. That's the way it looks to me," said Carlyle Barber. "You're up in the air, Mose," said another. "Need a sinker on ya.' They bullied him. They talked him down, demurring mildly but firmly. "'Tell you what I'll do,' said Mose sheepishly. "'I'll believe you fellers, if you'll believe me.' "'What? Swap even? "'Not much,' said one, with emphasis. would not be fair. "'You've asked us to believe a genuine out-and-out impossibility.' Mose lifted his hat and scratched his head thoughtfully. There was a look of embarrassment in his face. "'Might a been dreamin,' said he, slowly. "'I swear, it's gettin' so here in this town "'a feller can't hardly believe himself.' "'Fur as my experience goes,' said Ransom Walker, "'he'd be a fool if he did.' "'Minds me of the time I went fishin' with Ab Thomas,' said Uncle Ebb. "'He catched an old soccer, the fast thing, I went off by myself and got a good-sized fish, but twan't as big as his'n. So I took and opened his mouth and poured in a lot of fine shot. When I came back, Ab, he looked at my fish and begun to brag. When we weighed em, mine was a little heavier. "'What?' says he. "'Tain't possible that little cuss of a trout's heavier'n mine.' "'Tis siren,' I said dumbed deceivin business said he as he hefted em both gittin so ye can't hardly believe the stillyards End of chapter ten recording by roger Moline.